Welcome to Shofar Ronnebosch Sermon Podcast. We trust that today's message will edify and strengthen your faith. Amen. So I want to share something this morning, um, and I felt that God is good. Who did the um, reading plan this week? That was so much fun to do it with everyone and see like the comments. I didn't even know that you could make comments, but I realized when I started getting them. <laughs> on the Vision app. It's so nice to read something with everyone. And I think Rainer will send out the next one today. Yeah. Oh, it's already out. Okay, so you should get the next one today. And um, I'm really following in on from God is Good. And we're working through the values of our church this year. And the value that we're currently working through is knowing God. And this, in, in terms of the priorities of our values, this is actually number one. And we just felt that this would be the right time of the year to talk about it. But it's so essential, obviously, for us to know who God is. And I think, you know, there's the part of getting to know God, meeting God, and growing in your relationship with Him. But then also, it's important to know who He really is, not just who you think He is. So someone said the other day, I thought I really agreed, that if, if God never disagrees with you, that's not God. That's an idealized version of yourself. So God is not a version of you. God is God. And it's so easy for us to sometimes miss a part of God because there's so much about him. I think we'll forever be learning more about different sides of him. Uh, But it's so crucial in our Christian life to really know who God is. So let's read a scripture. Matthew 20, I'm sure most of you would know the story. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out, saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon did the same thing. And about five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. Just the next one. Yes, thanks. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones, going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received the denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Okay, so who have read that story or you heard it now? You get the gist of it. He goes and meets workers. He goes out at 7 in the morning, 9, 12, 3, 5. Gets workers every time. At the end of the day, he pays them all the same. Who has read that story or heard it now and it seems unfair to you? Are you being honest? <laughs> okay, it always seems unfair to me. <laughs> so close your eyes. 
Um, when you read a story, you would automatically pitch yourself somewhere in the story. And that would determine how you feel about it. So just on first instinct, with your eyes closed, who, who really um, related or focused on the people who started working early? Okay. And just with your eyes closed, who really related to the ones who started working at five? Okay, you can open your eyes. So it's like most people related to the one who started working early, and a few people related to the one who started working at five. So having toddlers, they're very um, intense about fairness. You know, the milk in the glass, I mean, it's got to be like 0.1 millimeter the same, you know? It's like, really, when you take a sip, do you know, like, point per 0.1 millimeter, how much is in your mouth? <laughs> no, but... Um, so if, if I'm unfair to my kids, if I give the one child like this much milk and the other one a full glass, automatically in that situation, I'm unfair towards both, right? Um, the situation is unfair. But will they both be unhappy about it? <laughs> okay. One will be unhappy. <laughs> the other one will be quite happy <laughs> with the unfair situation. It's like when Malaya was young, I said to her, I broke a cookie and one was just bigger than the other one. And I said, okay, you choose first. And she was going to get the big one. So I said, well, there is an opportunity for you here to be, not be selfish. You could choose the small one. And I know you want the big one. But if you choose the small one, that means you're not selfish. And that means that you're growing your heart. And she took the big one. She says, I'll let Evan be not selfish today. Obviously, too smart for me. <laughs> so graciously letting her brother grow his heart. <laughs> We're still working on that concept. The other day, two years later, the other day for the first time, she poured the juice and she, like on purpose, didn't pour it equally and she took the smallest one. I could see it was really hard for her, but I said, well done. <laughs> so we learn. But... My, my topic this morning is God is good, and as I said, we have to know God well, and we have to know who He really is, and one of the things that we have to know about God is that He is good, and I think we often don't believe it. I don't know if you might say it, but in, in life situations, you might not believe it. So we, um, I have a few people, and we're doing kind of a discipleship group, and at one of our meetings, one of the ladies said to me, so she, ha she has a colleague who's not a Christian, and he's sick. Okay? So she offers to pray for him. So she prays for him. She believes Jesus can heal him. And obviously, you know, if, if you could give God some strategy, it's like, this would be a good one, God. Um, they don't know you. They're sick. Heal them. Then I can tell them it was you. Then they'll know you. Like, this is a foolproof plan. Um, because, you know, God needs our advice and our strategy. So she prayed for the person, and they didn't get healed. And then she said to me, now, she doesn't understand why they didn't get healed. And now she doesn't know what to say to them. This is awkward. <laughs> I said I was going to pray for you, and God can heal you. Now you didn't get healed, and you don't know God. So this seems to be proving that God does not exist. <laughs> uh, 
And she said, this is really difficult for her. And I said, um, 